It's time for Medicaid Open Enrollment in Delaware. From Wilmington to Bethany Beach, connections run deep in the first state. And AmeriHealth Caritas Delaware is dedicated to connecting you to care. To learn more, visit AmeriHealthCaritasDE.com or call 800-996-9969. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Everyone is having a little bit of a different day, but you know what? If you're having a bad day, you're not the only one that had a bad day. Let's see. Hmm. How about Joseph? You think there were a few bad days in there in the life of Joseph? Hmm, how about Jesus Christ? You think he had a few challenging days there before he gave his life for all of us to be uh, redeemed by his blood? Well, I tell you what, you don't want to miss this next segment. And you want to have that pencil and paper ready, as I've told you to do. Now, first, I want to tell you about a book from way back in 2008 that is one of the books in my on my desk within arm's length. Uh, Of course, I go to uh, somebody refers to Rabbi Google today for a lot of quick research on biblical uh, principles and verses. Uh, But my guest today, Stephen K. Scott, was with us many years ago. In fact, this book was published back in 2008. It was uh, The Greatest Words Ever Spoken, Everything Jesus Said About You, Your Life, and Everything Else. Now, I'm recommending that book as well. You got to kind of look around for that one. But today, we're talking about a brand new book, The Joseph Principles, Turning Adversity and Heartache into Miraculous Living. And of course, Stephen K. Scott has also written this. And uh, I got to tell you, he's probably also well known for writing The Richest Man Who Ever Lived. He was mentored by a millionaire, Simple Steps to Impossible Dreams, and The Greatest Words Ever Spoken. Now listen, because those of you that are going, trying to figure out what God wants to do in your life. He failed at nine jobs in six years after he left college. And uh, by learning the laws of life and success, he did that by studying Proverbs, of which, remember, I tell you to read a proverb every day. Uh, Well, he and his business partners have since built more than a dozen multi-million dollar companies from scratch, ground up, achieving billions in sales and sales, billions of dollars in sales. And uh, he is a one all around the world to come to share and to speak about his personal, professional achievement. But I tell you what, he always uh, is rock solid on the biblical wisdom of Jesus and uh, the teaching that is provided for us for everyday life. And with that, uh, Stephen Scott, been a long time. I know you don't remember, but welcome back to the program. Hey, Bill, I'm so happy to be here. And I so apologize for messing up yesterday. I won't even give you my excuses but because they're not relevant. But uh, thank you for having me on today. That's very kind of you. Well, I will say you didn't have to provide a single excuse, but there are times if somebody misses, we move on. And then there's times where, Brian, get a hold of his folks. How quick can we reschedule them? So you were on that list, so we're giving honor to whom honor is due. We're glad you're with us today. Thank you so much. And before we talk about Joseph Principles, I will talk about Greatest Words. It's the most important of any of my works. That was uh, organizing the 1900 Statements of Christ into 225 subjects. Today, the best edition to get is the Red Letter Edition. It's on thin line Bible paper. So instead of being two and a half inches thick, it's only a half inch thick. And uh, 
the red letter edition is hard to find at Amazon, but it's easy to find at christianbooks.com. So just it's got a brown cover. That's how you know it instead of a green cover. But uh, yeah, and it's only like twelve or thirteen dollars, and it is on thin line Bible paper. Uh, so it's um, that's a, that's the one I've been pushing since it came out in I think two thousand and thirteen. Well, I'm going to be on the hunt for that because I do yep. I do lug the I do lug the big one around. I'm going for the from the home home studio to the office studio, so I'm going to check that out. And uh, and because I've told my audience so many times, Steve, when you see red letters, just give it a double pause because yep. if Jesus is speaking those words into us, and you teach us what His love language is, which I'm not going to give that away yet. Uh, knowing exactly what he wants us to do and then doing that so very important. So let's talk about this. Well, you, you, you talk about people, and they probably live in one of three areas. They live in the past, they live in the present, they live in the future. And then sometimes let's talk about the past because, boy, all of us had some things. People are listening today that really had some bad things happen in childhood. But, you know, just like our Hurricane Ian, and we've been telling our audience here, a lot of people are devastated, but, God has an opportunity, and we have an opportunity to share with people that are hurting to really give them the best gift they ever had. It wasn't their house that got blown down. So begin by talking about the treasures that are in our past. Yes, and they're in our traumas. The traumas could have been Hurricane Ian. Uh, and we don't necessarily treasure hunt the trauma itself. I have a ministry with people who have lost children, and you don't treasure hunt the death of a child. But what you do treasure hunt are these incredible diamonds that are produced in your life. You don't even know they're there. They're hidden and secret, but they're produced whenever there is a trauma. And so we teach people in Chapter 1 of the Joseph Principles how to treasure hunt their past traumas, if it was something that happened yesterday or if it's something that happened uh, when you were a child. Um, A trauma never takes place in the life of a believer or an unbeliever that God doesn't create diamonds, but they get diamonds get buried in the rubble. So this is a this is a uh, something that Gary Smalley, my best friend, mm. taught me three years ago, and it's something that he and I have both used in our ministry. And uh, what we do is we we go ahead and why are you different from that trauma? Somebody says, well, it made me terribly, terribly sad. So what do you do with people when you meet terribly, terribly sad people? Do you give them a lecture? Oh, no, I don't say anything. I, uh, I just give them a hug or, or let them know I'm available. Well, guess what? That's a huge diamond in your life. That's something most counselors don't know how to do. They don't know That's how right. to show empathy or, or compassion. And yet, because you've been wounded, you understand what hurt is. So instead of becoming a lecturer, in an analyst about past traumas in other people's lives, you become a compassionate listener, an empathetic hugger. Uh, you know, uh, you give a, a word when they want a word and a word of encouragement, not a word of, of explanation or condemnation like Job's friends gave him. And uh, so that's so we show people that we the example we use in a in the book in chapter one. Uh, Gary was counseling with a uh, the wife of a pro football player, and they had a great Christian couple. They loved each other, but their marriage had started to go down the tank, and they didn't know why. And um, 
Gary brought into the interview, he finally found out that she mentioned that she had been molested by her father every single day from the time she was six years old until she left home at 16. Mm-mm-mm. And he said, but I've forgiven him. And, he, you know, he went to prison and everything, not for what he did to her, but what he did to her younger sister. Mm. And uh, her mom finally believed her. But um, Gary asked a question, and we show what that question was. It was, I won't get into it now, but it showed he, she really hadn't been able to forgive her dad. And so that was like a Mount Everest in her life. And she was a melancholy person. You know, she walked looking down instead of looking up. Sweet girl. But um, what happened, they treasure hunted all these incredible, they found six giant diamonds in her life that wouldn't have been there any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she, she is protective of her kids. She's vigilant when they're with other people. Uh, she learned compassion. She learned empathy for people that had been abused. Uh, she learned how to handle that, which most believers and Believe it or not, most counselors don't know how to do. And these are giant diamonds. Well, do you know she treasure hunted it? She could then thank God from her heart, not for the, the evil, but for the, what God brought out of that evil into her life. And it changed her from a melancholy person to somebody who just sparkled. It, it, it transformed their marriage in 15 minutes. She went to work in a shelter for abused women and children. And she came to Gary about three months later. She says, you know, this little six-year-old came up to me and said, Mrs. T, will I ever be happy like you are? Mm. She said, Gary, people are calling me happy. Mm. I'm a whole different person. I went from melancholy to happiness because we treasure hunted. She says, I've gone through and treasure hunted every trauma I could ever think about because every one I find the diamonds, and that makes me more grateful to God even for those terrible things that other people did for me. And that's chapter one of the Joseph principles. But uh, when people talk, you know, I've had interviews where people haven't read the book and uh, they say, so another book about Joseph. No, it's really not. It's about you. (laughs) It's about your life. It's about how do I move into intimacy with God according to Christ? You see, Joseph had 12 attributes that every believer would love to have an incredible faith in God, the ability to forgive the unforgivable, um, and the just this level of joy, the ability to hear the whispers of God, the ability to gain a vision for something and bring that vision into reality. Those were all gifts that Joseph had. Well, guess what? He never told us how we could have them, but Jesus did. Jesus taught us. So it's really 100 teachings of Christ on how we can bring uh, these incredible things into our life, and how we can move into a much deeper level of intimacy with the Lord Jesus and with our our amazing, kind, merciful, graceful, righteous Heavenly Father. Mm. And you know, folks, I want to tell you, and I have read this book, and I told you I read it over a few days, and I'm I'm, about, I'm mad at Steve because he's kept me up late at night. Um, some of the authors do that, but we're talking about the Joseph principles, turning adversity and heartache into miraculous living. The other thing I want to say is folks, we're going to only hit about 5%, 95% of the nuggets that are awaiting you in this volume. We're not going to get to, and I got to tell you, Steve, that when you do read a book and there's so much you want to share and you got, you know, a 14 and an eight minute segment, 
you, you go frustrated. But let's do this. Got a couple of minutes left for the break. Uh, let's give the foundation here. So we, we know that looking back is is things that we can get treasure hunting, but but we can also dwell on those. You talk about God is the God of the present. Jesus is the God yeah. of the present. He doesn't live in these past things, though there's treasure hunting you can reap. But also worrying about the future and worrying about this, that, and the other. God's not there. You you remind us that God is in the present, and we need to practice the intimacy with him in the present. Begin with that. First of all, the average person, including believers, spends 50% of their time, their their mind is either in the past or in the future. Past can be, uh, I can't believe my wife said that to me this morning. Future can be, I wonder what's for lunch. It's not the present moment. It doesn't mean it's 20 years from now or 20 years ago, but our our experience of experiencing God in the moment we're in with the people he puts in front of us, or even if it's just me and the Lord in the moment, we miss that. The red flag that your mind is in the future is when you're worried, stressed, anxious, uh, anticipating. Uh, when those thoughts, there's nothing wrong with those thoughts, but that just is a red flag that says, hey, you're in the future. And that's why you're worrying. All worry, fear, and anxiety and stress comes when our mind is in the future. If uh, instead of that, if, if you're experiencing regret, sorrow, sadness, bitterness, anger, those are red flags that saying, hey, your mind has drifted into the past. Anytime we see those, realize God doesn't dwell in either the past or the future. He dwells Amen. in the present moment. He is the I am that I am and not the I am that I that was or the I am that will be. Now, uh Whenever those red flags appear, Jesus gave us three buttons, reset buttons, that we can push and instantly come into the present moment with God, where God dwells and where all miracles happen. Uh, A week doesn't go by in my life that I don't experience miracles from the Lord uh, because I'm in the present moment with him. So, um, and you can be too. Uh, So what are the three things, the three reset buttons? This John 435, if you want to write that down. Uh, Jesus said, do you not say there are four months and then comes the harvest? Uh, I tell you, number one, behold, get a hold of yourself. Come into the moment. Look up. Button number two, look up. Look at what's right in front of you. Uh, Bill, right now, you and your audience are in my present moment. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm supposed to focus on, not what's going on outside my office in the conference room, not about lunch that I haven't had yet, Mm -hmm. Uh, but right here. (laughs) So he says, behold, look up, Uh, uh, the fields are white unto harvest. So anybody God puts in your your presence, they're they're your white field. If there's nobody in your presence, then God is your white field, and you're to, you know, focus on him. But uh, you come into the present moment, and uh, when you do that, there's usually a harvest. So if, my, if, if it's just me alone with the Lord, my harvest is his word, my prayer time, what he whispers in my ear. And we, we have a chapter on how to hear the whispers of God. Uh, we have a chapter on God's love language, which is very different. It's not worship or praise. Jesus revealed it in his end-of-game huddle with the disciples at the Last Supper. It's John 14, 21 through 23. And, it, and it's a glorious passage because it gives men the realization I don't have to have feelings 
in my love for God. God's not asking me that I feel ooey-gooey or kumbaya with him. He's asking me to hear his son and by faith, empowered by grace, do what his son says, which was the message of the transfiguration as well. Jesus said, if I'll do that, then he will love me, the Father will love me, and Jesus will reveal his heart and mind, his whole self to me. That's intimacy. And that he and the Father will come and make their moment-by-moment dwelling place with me. So what Joseph Principles is really about is how we can come into a more intimate, moment-by-moment, day-by-day fellowship with the Lord Jesus and the Father, and our way becomes miraculous every day rather than a, a miracle once in a lot or twice in a lifetime. Well, I tell you what, I'm frustrated because we're about out of time. But folks, if you think your life is all about Job, and Job is the only biblical character that you're really aware of, well, you got to get a little bit more familiar with Joseph. And then also really look at Jesus from a different perspective. Because when you get this book, The Joseph Principles, Turning Adversity and Heartache into Miraculous Living, I have read the book. It took me about three days. Uh, I just uh, couldn't put it down. Stephen Scott is my, is my guest today. You need to get this book. And because the words of Jesus are so important for every moment when you look for those miracles, you've got to be in his presence. And then you'll recognize in that still small place a miracle The other book I'm going to recommend is The Greatest Words Ever Spoken, Red Letter Edition, Everything Jesus Said About You, Your Life, Everything Else. I have the older version, get the newer version. And by the way, ChristianBook.com may be the only easy way to get The Greatest Words Ever Spoken. With that, I got a hard out, but uh, uh, Stephen, thanks so much for being with us. Best wishes for this, and thank you so much for your gift to us. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. It's time for Medicaid Open Enrollment in Delaware. From Wilmington to Bethany Beach, connections run deep in the first state. And AmeriHealth Caritas Delaware is dedicated to connecting you to care. To learn more, visit AmeriHealthCaritasDE.com or call 800-996-9969.